I'm in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9 this morning. Colossians 1 and verse 9. Good to be a Christian this morning. Been a good place to be this morning. I thought what I'm most thankful for this morning, I don't have to teach a lesson like Rob did last night. (laughs) If you wasn't able to be there, you probably missed out on something that would help your marriage. And I appreciate our pastor this morning. Ain't nothing quite like Jesus this morning. Verse 9, for this cause, now Paul, he's looking back to verse 8, he said, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. Now, they, this love that they, as I said last week, this love that they had one for another told Paul a, a lot about these people at Colossae, the, at the Colossian church. And because of their love, he, he knew that they was faithful brethren in Christ. He knew they were saints of God. He knew that they was a real deal. And they was on the rock because of that love that they had in the spirit. And, and that love of God that was spread abroad in our heart. And, and this verse 9, he says, now for this cause, for this cause now, because uh, you're on the rock, you're doing the right thing, you got love one for another, love of God spread abroad in your heart. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, now listen to this, do not cease to pray for you. Do not cease to pray for you. Now, do you see, they they had the love of God, they was on the rock, they was doing the right thing, but Paul says, since the day I heard it, I've not ceased to pray for you. Do you see the... A lot of times, I know in my earlier, just as a young Christian, I was a little naive about a lot of things. And I'd see the preacher up there preaching, and i think, well, he's got it all together. He, I mean, he, he, he don't need prayer. He's got it all together, but it ain't the way it works. I, 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 thought, I, I thought you uh, the, you see somebody, I mean, if, if somebody in your life blesses you or helps you, it's a pastor or a singer or somebody's testimony, you, you better pray for him because, you know, the, the adversary, the devil, he's going about as a roaring lion. And he don't like, I mean, he, he don't like nobody that's doing the work of the Lord. I mean, he's going to come after him, the hounds of hell. He's going to come after him with everything they got. And, and, and don't just assume now if the Lord's using somebody, they got it all together. They really need your prayer. And, and Paul knew this from his own experience, I believe. You know, you'd look at the Apostle Paul and the way the Lord used him. And, and, the, and Paul needed prayer. He often asked for prayer. And, and, and for this cause now, he, he didn't cease to pray for the Colossians church because, you know, it, it, when we do good, evil's always present with us. He, he that thinketh he standeth, take heed lest he falls. Lest he falls, we, we've got we, we to always have our guard up. We've got to always pay close attention. To, you know, the adversary's just around the corner. He's always at work. He's always trying to steer us make the wrong turn or make the wrong decisions in our lives and my we we all we, we don't just need to pray for the down and out the the unfaithful the the ones that's slipping back but we need to pray for for, for everybody especially our pastors they need prayer especially somebody that the lord's using that's helping you that they, they need your prayer 
And Paul realized that and understand that. And he said, I do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. I, I like that. Now, it's believed that part of the problem in the Colossian church was that Epaphras came back and reported to Paul. And it's believed that part of the problem was that they, they had a thirst for knowledge and, and they was always wanting to learn new things and learn more about this and about that. And, they, and there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong about learning new things. Uh, nothing wrong, you know, knowledge is, uh, you know, you learn the trade of to be a plumber. That's knowledge. You got knowledge to learn how to be a plumber. But, but Paul's trying to point out to them that, the, you know, the, the, the main thing, main knowledge that they need to be seeking for Searching for is the knowledge of His will. Now, now we we know it's His will to keep the Ten Commandments. It's written in the Word of God. We know it's His will to love our neighbors. We love ourselves. There's no question about it. It's in the Scriptures. We know it. We know we're to do good unto those that despitefully use us or persecute us. We're to love them anyway and pray for them. We know that's His will. It's plain and clear in the Word of God. But, but, but I think a lot of what Paul's talking about here, the knowledge of his will, is to know God's will for your life. And, and, and you know, he might, ever since we was just a substance in the womb, God had begun to make plans for our life. I, I believe it with all of my heart. It, we was just a substance that didn't have a heart, didn't have a lung, nothing be, had begun to form yet in these bodies. But God knew us. <laughs> he, he knew us when we was just a substance. He began to decide what color hair we was going to have, how tall we was going to be, how big our hands were. I think he decided all of that. But I think he also began to plan out our lives. And he began to plan his will for our life. Now, his, will is, his plans will work out a whole lot better than our plans. I mean, if you really want to enrich your life, you get in the center of God's will. He, he knows what, Father always knows what's best. He knows best what we need and what we do need it, what we need in our life, which direction we need to go in our life. And, and, and Paul said his desire that they might be filled with the knowledge of God's will. Do you see they had a thirst for knowledge? This old society that we live in now, they got a thirst for knowledge. They can get on them phones and learn anything they want to learn. But, but then nothing will enrich your life than knowing God's will. For your own personal life. And, and I believe he's got a plan for all of us that will best enrich our lives. And, and, and my, and how many, how many times we get in the way. How many times we take a wrong turn. I, I do too, Pastor. Oftentimes I've got in the way of God's will. And, and, and it costs me. It costs me every time. There's always a price to be paid to get out of God's will. But my, how it, the more we get into knowledge of his will, the more it will enrich our lives and the more it will help us with the knowledge of his will. And, and he says in, in all wisdom, wisdom, you know, uh, knowledge is the, you know, knowledge is like the, the knowledge of knowing, uh, 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 maybe taking a class and learning how to be a plumber or learning how to be an electrician. That's knowledge. But wisdom, I think, is knowing how to do it. It's knowing how to do it, and, and so uh, we, we need to be filled with the knowledge of his will for our life, and then we need to be filled with the wisdom of how to do it. 
Now, now I believe he's called me to be a teacher, and I need to be have the wisdom to do it. Now, I've got the wisdom to know and understand I can't do it by myself. That's wisdom. You've you got to have the wisdom to understand we can do nothing in and of ourselves, but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Do you see, we've got, to, we've got to have that wisdom to know how to do the job that the Lord gives us. Now, it, it don't take talent to be a singer. You know, one of the best singers in the nation could come up here and sing, and, and it would do nothing for this church. It takes the Spirit of God. It takes the anointing of God. How, and a singer, I mean, singers need to practice and they need to learn, but wisdom is understanding they need to depend on God. And whatever the... Whatever the Lord calls us to do, we, I mean, we got to be, we, I mean, we, we can't, it, uh, man's intellect ain't no good in the economy of God. Man's talent, man's ability can do nothing for the economy of God. It takes the spirit of God. It takes God's leadership and guidance in our life. See, so he said that we might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom, that we would know what we, he wants us to do and we'd know how to do it. And he said, and spiritual understanding. And, that, and, and the Bible says that we're to discern the spirits, to see if they be of God. And in every spirit's not of God. And the best way to know that is to know the word of God. That, that false spirit, will always, he will always stray from what the word of God teaches and says. But, but you know, that, that spirit, to have spiritual understanding is, you know, is to, to know when to stand and give a testament. To know when the Lord's talking to you. And, and that's not easy. It's not easy to, to always know when, you know, I struggle, I struggle many times. I struggle, the Lord might put a testimony on my heart, but I struggle within. Well, is it the Lord, or am I getting in self, or should I do that, or should I not do that? But do you see, Paul said he's praying that they might have, and, and my, should we pray? Should we fast? Should we beg and plead God for that spiritual understanding? Do, do you see, it, it's, you, you can be the best singer, anointed singer, but you still got, need that spiritual, uh, uh, to know when to sing. Do you see, to know what song to sing. That spiritual understanding. And, and, we, and, 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 and it's the only thing that works in the economy of God. Talent don't work. Good looks don't work. You got to have the spirit of God. You got to have spiritual leadership. Amen and hallelujah this morning. The knowledge of his will and the wisdom and the spiritual understanding of, of how to do that job and to work for the Lord. And look at this verse 10 now. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord. Think about that now. I don't feel worthy. My, what Christ has done for me, the price that he's paid for me, his holiness, uprightness, to look up on an old wretch like me. Do you see what we can be worthy in and of ourselves? Wisdom is to understand it takes God. Wisdom is to understand we've got to have help in this thing. Wisdom is to understand that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is able to strengthen this mortal body. It's the only way only way we could ever walk worthy of the Lord is through and by his help and his power. And look at the rest of this. Unto all pleasing, my, my only, only by the knowledge of his will, only by the wisdom of how to do it, only with spiritual understanding could we ever walk into all pleasing unto the Lord. Being fruitful in every good work. Think about that. Not... Not just coming to church, but being fruitful in coming to church. Not, not just praying, but being fruitful in your prayer. 
Not just opening up the scripture and just reading, but being fruitful in your reading. Learning and, and, and getting understanding from it. And my, that takes the power of God. It takes the spirit of God. It takes a humble heart. It takes, a, it takes us coming to God as a little child, realizing we're totally and completely dependent upon him. Hallelujah. This will be fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Oh, my, we ought to study him. We ought to learn him. I, I mean, we ought to, if we, if we got a thirst of knowledge, it ought to be a thirst to know more about him. He, he's going to be our groom to be. My, we should know his likes. We should know his dislikes. We should study the scripture and try to learn a little bit about his personality. It's in there. I believe it's in there. Amen. And, and nothing, nothing will enrich our lives more. The more that we learn about God, the more we can understand the scripture. The more we learn about God, the better Christians we can be this morning. My, nothing more powerful than the knowledge of God this morning. And look at this verse 11. Strengthened, strengthened with all might. Do you see, that's the only way. The only way we can have the knowledge of his will, have wisdom and spiritual understanding. Strengthened with all might, not our might, the mightiness of God. According to his glorious power, we're not, we're not serving a dead God. We're not serving a weak God, but he's got all power. He's got all power over heaven and earth. My, he's unlimited in his power, he said, and he's able to strengthen us this morning. He's according to his glorious power. Hallelujah this morning. We can do all things through Christ which can strengthen us this morning. We can do nothing in and of ourselves. Unto all patience. Patience. Now, that's a, one of the most valuable commodities in the economy of God. We'll, we'll not get nowhere in the economy of God without patience. And now I know none of you is going to pray for patience. Uh, patience, you pray for patience, it brings trials. But, but we'll not, without some patience in this thing, we're going to struggle. Well, I mean, we need it. It's valuable. It's valuable, valuable. Oh, and to all patience and, and long-suffering. Long-suffering. Do, do you see we have, we have no idea what we might have to go through in this life. We, we're either in a battle, coming out of a battle, going into a battle. The battle never ends. We, we don't know what kind of sickness we might have to suffer with. Uh, I, I thought my wife, uh, she's one of the best persons I've ever known. She's uh, been a worker for the Lord practically all of her life. Went out all over the state singing over 30 years with her mom and dad. I thought when I married her, I was absolutely shocked. I, I was naive about all the work that goes on behind the scenes here at church. she done a lot of it. I was shocked. But to see her now, many days she ain't even able to get out of bed. Many she suffers with a lot of pain. A lot of, uh, hard to understand that, but God knows exactly what he's doing. Do, do you see that God saved us and he redeemed us and he set us free. Thank God for that. And, and, and we don't deserve it. We don't deserve heaven. We don't deserve forgiveness. But, but, but he's given it to us. But do you see, we're still walking around in this old body that has the sin curse up on it. it it's got a sin curse up on it. It wasn't God's choice to bring the sin curse. It was Adam and Eve back there in the garden. He said, don't eat of that fruit in the, of the tree in the middle of the garden. Don't do it. 
but they done it anyway, and, and I'm under the belief if Adam and Eve didn't do it, probably one of us would have. And that brought the sin curse up on this world. And this body that we're walking around has the sin curse. And that's why the pain's there. That's why the storms is there. That's why it ain't God's fault. It's not God, it wasn't God's will, that sin curse, to come up on this world. It was sin. That's why he said, don't eat of the fruit. Don't do it. Don't do it. You should, the day you eat of the fruit, you shall surely die. But they ate it anyway. And it brought the sin curse, and it brings the suffering. And do you see, we've got to be patient. And we've got to be long-suffering. Long-suffering. Not, not, don't, don't put your hope in this life. This life ain't where it's at. Our life, our hope's over there. This life is just like a vapor anyway. It's here just for a little while, and it's going to be gone. You, you watch the, the, the dew or the fog of the morning, and that sun comes out. It's just a little while. It's gone. Do you see? Just a little while, we're going to be gone. We're going to, be, we're going to a city whose builder and maker is God. We're going to get a brand new body over there that don't have the sin curse upon it. Praise his high. It'll never experience the pain. It'll never, never get tired. It'll never get weak. Hallelujah this morning. Praise his high and holy name this morning. Sin will never enter that city, the Bible says. Therefore, the sin curse will never get close to that place. That's where our hope's at this morning. It's not in this life. It's in the life to come. Praise his high and holy name this morning. So in this life, we've got to go through it with patience and long-suffering. And look what Paul says, with joyfulness. With joyfulness. Don't let the trouble of this life get you down. My, don't, don't let the heartaches of this life... Uh, my goodness, we've got hope this morning. We've been born again. <laughs> We've been adopted into the family of God. Our name is written down on pages up on high. Just a little while we'll be gone this morning. My Lord. Woo! Glory. Look at 12. Giving thanks unto the Father. Oh, he's worthy of our thanksgiving this morning. He didn't ha- Jesus, he didn't have to give his only begotten son. Jesus didn't have to come and die in our place. Thank God that he did this morning. We earned and deserve a devil's hell. But Jesus came and died in our place and for our benefit. Giving thanks unto the Father. And look at this, which hath made us meet. Think about this now. Made us meet, and that meet means uh, fitting. He's made us meet or fitting to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. I'm not worthy to be part of the inheritance of the Lord Jesus Christ. I didn't earn that or deserve that. It's the gift of God this morning. He's made me fitting. He's made me proper. He's given me the ability to take part in the inheritance along with the Lord Jesus Christ. I've been clothed in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. I didn't, oh hallelujah, I didn't earn that. I don't deserve that. But God gave us a great gift this morning. Giving thanks unto the Father. He's made us fitting to take part in the inheritance. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Hallelujah this morning. Praise his high and holy name. He's made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness this morning. We're no longer blind. Hallelujah. My goodness gracious. I I know that I'm saved this morning. 
My, thought those years that I went lost, thinking I had plenty of time. I thought this week I talked to an 80-year-old man, and, and I asked him, did he go to church? He said, well, I know I need to. He said, in my 30s, he said, I, I'm going to start going when I'm into my 40s, and just about broke my heart. He said, when I got in my 40s, I said, well, I, I'll, in my 50s, I'll start going. In his 60s, he said, I'll start going in my 70s, and he said, now I'm 80 years old. And he said, I know I need to, but <laughs> do you see he's in darkness? Not realizing, not realizing any moment of time he could fall into eternal fire. <laughs> he could fall into a devil's hell. See, Raji's living on that trap door in darkness, not even realizing that any moment. Thank God I'm not living in that darkness anymore. But hallelujah this morning. I'm not under the influence and the power of the satanic world anymore. Amen, and how, and whether you believe it or not, you we're either serving God or we're serving the devil. Amen. There's no park bench or in between. Now you can say, I don't believe that. Well, you can believe the sky's green, but it ain't going to change the fact that it's blue this morning. How people says, well, I just don't believe that old Bible. It don't change the fact that it's true this morning. Amen. Amen and hallelujah, and you're serving God or you're serving the devil. But thank God he's delivered us from the power of darkness this morning. I'm, hallelujah, and look at the rest of that. And hath the, translated us, oh, hallelujah, into the kingdom of his dear son. My, we're heirs and joint heirs with the Lord Jesus. My, Jesus Christ being the head of the church. We're part of the body. Hallelujah. We've been translated out of the satanic world into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Oh, what a gift. Miles, should we not thank him this morning? Should we not praise him this morning? Should we not appreciate him this morning? My, why should we grumble and complain over few aches and pains for just a little while when we got heaven just a little while to go. oh praise his high and holy glory he's translated us into the kingdom of his dear son this morning not tomorrow not next week we already been translated this morning in whom in whom we have redemption Oh, praise his high and holy name. We've got redemption through his blood and the, even the forgiveness of sins this morning. Thank God he don't see me as I am. He don't see me as I used to be. Oh, but he looks at the royal red blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and he sees me clothed in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. That big gavel up there in the court of heaven has already dropped and says, all charges against you has been dropped. You've been pardoned and you've been forgiven and your name's written down in the land. Woo! Your heirs and joint heirs with the Lord Jesus. Oh, should we not thank him this morning? Should we not praise him? Oh, bless his high and holy name. Who is the image of the invisible God? Do you see Jesus? He was the, he was the image. He he was just like his dad. You see, he said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Oh, the in, by, for by him, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Jesus was the firstborn of every creature. For by him, by this same Jesus, were all things created. All things were created that are in the heaven 
My, he, he made the angels. He made the throne room. He, he made the walls of jasper and the gates of pearl, that pure gold is transparent glass and the street up there. My, he made the pure river water of life flowing out of the throne. Bless his high. No, all things were created that are in heaven by Jesus. He was up there in the second heaven. He made the sun and the moon and the stars and Jupiter and Mars and, and that are in the earth. This same Jesus. He made the mountains and he made the valleys and he made the oceans. He made the fish in the sea and the animals in the field and he made you and me this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Visible he made everything that we can see with the eye and he made everything that is invisible all those little organisms and things they can only see with a microscope he made them too whether they be thrones do you see he put Putin over there on the throne of Russia he put Ching in, the, uh, in charge over in China he put Joe Biden in the White House this morning I believe only to bring the judgment upon a nation that has forgotten God but Jesus put him there for a reason or dominions or principalities or powers do you see the devil's got his uh, uh, dominion he's got his principality he's got his power because Jesus gave it to him and he can take it back anytime he wants to he's got complete authority and power over all satanic power this morning he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I say glory. How When Jesus stands out, everybody has to back up. Glory. Whether they be thrones, dominions, or principalities, or power, all things, listen to that, all things were created by him. And more, listen to this now. And for him. And for him. Do you see he made us? Down there in the womb, as I already said, and he made all those decisions while we were still just a matter in the womb. But didn't you see he lost us to sin? He lost us when we sinned and, and turned our back up on him. But then we came to an old-fashioned altar and repented of our sins, and we believed in our heart and confessed with the mouth, and we was born again, and he bought us back. He bought us back with his own blood that he shed on an old rugged cross. And we're, we're begotten by him. And we're bought by him. And we're not our own, but we've been bought with a price this morning. And in him, for he is before all things. He is before all things, and by him all things consist this morning. I'm here, and I have my breath, and I have my being because of him. Hallelujah this morning. All things are, all things are before him. What you was thinking about in bed last night, it was before him. What you done last week, it's, it's before him. Matter of fact, what you're going to do this week is already before him. He sees all things. And by all his, all things consist by him. I thought these crazy, crazy, crazy people upset and throwing a fit because they're going to have two commercials on the, uh, uh, on the Super Bowl about Jesus. They don't want his name mentioned. He, my goodness gracious. In the very air that they're breathing, he gave it to them. The very life that they have, he gave it to them. Hallelujah this morning. And he, he spoke them into existence. If he wanted to, he could speak them out. But he's too long-suffering. And he's merciful. And there's not one of those thousands of people he wouldn't save if they'd meet his conditions this morning. My, I'm talking about a great God. I'm talking about a mighty God. I'm talking about a God that was willing to leave the splendors of heaven and take it up on him a body like an our. Oh, he's worthy. He's due our praise. He's due our thanksgiving. Oh, praise his high and holy name. I say glory.